Hello, welcome to the Guilt Grace Gratitude Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Peter Bell, and we are on Catechism Thursday, number 11. So I hope you guys listen to Monday's podcast with Reverend Danny Hyde on the Reformed Church and peeked at the end of the episode to see what our secret giveaway was. If you guys have not yet listened to that episode, I would strongly encourage you guys to pause this right here and go back to Monday's episode. So again, this is Catechism Thursday, episode number 11. We have question and answers number 29 and 30. So question 29. Why is the Son of God called Jesus, that is, Savior? Answer. Because he saves us from all our sins, and because salvation is not to be sought or found in anyone else. This is Ursinus' exposition of question answer 29. So he explains, The Son of God is, therefore, called Jesus by way of preeminence, to indicate thereby that he is the true Savior. This is evident, and he gives us four points. First, because he saves us from the double evil of guilt and punishment. Second, because he is an only Savior. Third, he's a savior in two respects, by his merit and his efficacy. His merit because of his obedience, suffering, death, and intercession. He has merited for us remission of sins, reconciliation with God, the Holy Spirit, salvation, and eternal life. His efficacy because he has not only by his merits, obtained for us remission of sins, righteousness, and that life which we have lost. But he also grants and applies unto us the whole benefit of redemption by virtue of his spirit through faith. So the big two words there are merit and efficacy. Then fourth, he saves us fully and perfectly by commencing salvation in us in this life, and at length consummating it in the life to come. This he does because his merit is most perfect, and that for two reasons, as has already been explained, one, because he is God, and two, because of the greatness of the punishment which he endured for us. And that Ursinus summarizes these four points, saying, the sum of all that has been said concerning the name of Jesus may be summarized in one who is he that saves us the son of God is our Jesus our Savior two whom does he save his people that is all and only the elect given to him by the Father three from what evils does he save us from all sins and from the punishment of sin and four, in what manner does he save us? In two ways, by his merit and efficacy, and in each way most perfectly. Now, therefore, what is the meaning of this article? I believe in Jesus. Talking about the Apostles' Creed. I believe, first, there is a certain Savior of the human race. Secondly, I believe that this person, Jesus, born of the Virgin Mary, is this Savior. 
Third, I believe that this Jesus, by his merit and efficacy, delivers us from all evils, both of guilt and punishment, by commencing the salvation in us in this life and consummating it in the life to come. Fourth, I believe that he is not only the Savior of others, whom he has called into his service, but that he is also my only and perfect Savior, working effectually in me here, and carrying me on until the day of full redemption, what he has commenced. Question and answer number 30. Question. Do those who seek their salvation or well-being in saints, in themselves, or anywhere else, also believe in the only Savior Jesus? You can see this is a slightly pointed question. The answers, no. Though they boast of him in words, they in fact deny the only Savior Jesus, for one of two things must be true. Either Jesus is not a complete Savior, or those who by true faith accept the Savior must find in him all that is necessary for their salvation. So what you guys will notice is there's a very specific bent to this question. And especially during the Sinus' time, he's a second generation reformer, the generation right after Luther, and he's kind of a contemporary of John Calvin. They're fighting against the Roman Catholic Church. And so he gives this question very specifically for this answer. This is his exposition, his explanation of this question and answer. Whosoever is a perfect and only Savior, he does not confer salvation with others, nor in part only. Jesus is a complete and only Savior, as we have shown in the exposition of the former question. Therefore, he does not confer salvation in connection with others, nor in part only, but he alone confers it entire and in the most perfect manner. And last, or we may put it in this form, those who seek salvation elsewhere than in Christ, whether in the saints or in themselves, and do not believe in Jesus as an only Savior, it is clearly evident from the description which we have given of a perfect Savior. Thanks again for listening to Catechism Thursday, number 11, Lord's Day 11, question answers 29 and 30. I hope you guys enjoyed Monday's episode with Reverend Hyde on the Reformed Church. Look forward to next Monday's episode with Dr. David Van Drunen of Westminster Seminary, California on two kingdoms. How do we live as a Christian in this world and the church? How do our politics affect our faith or do our, how does our faith, faith affect our politics? So we'll see you guys again next week on Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Guilt, Grace, Gratitude podcast, where we bridge the gap to reformed theological truth. Please subscribe to us on your podcast catcher, review us, give us five stars, help others find this podcast through your review. Find us on Instagram and Twitter if you want to follow us there, keep up with our updates and who we're interviewing next and a couple quotes that you guys might find really enriching. We hope to see you guys next week.